A Weekend with Jason Dacey Replay from Money FM 89.3. The Power Couple segment on Money FM is where we meet a different couple every week and find out about their personal and professional lives. And for today, I'd like to welcome Andre Cohen and Laura Young. They are a dynamic couple who have written a book about their African Odyssey, 300 Days on the Back Roads of Africa. Guys, welcome to Money FM. Thank you. Thank you. So we have uh, an English Frenchman and a proud Singaporean Chinese here in the studio. Uh, I'm going to talk about your book in a moment. But firstly, how did you meet all those years ago? You've got two kids. They're teenagers. uh, So how did it all begin, the romance? Uh, we met, I suppose, like a lot of people at the office um, years ago, what, 20, more than 20 years ago in Singapore, and then moved on and, uh, and traveled around the world and different postings uh, after that. And you certainly traveled, as we'll discuss in a minute. But, uh, Laura, what's your memory of, uh, of meeting Andre all those years ago? He strikes me as someone very intelligent. Love at first sight. Wow. <laughs> Not everyone can say that. So uh, that we're gonna, we'll maybe discuss that a bit more uh, later on. But... The book that I've got in front of me is called An African Odyssey, and it's about your decision to take your kids out of school and go on the back roads of Africa. Uh, and this was a, an extraordinary journey where you uh, went, uh, I think, 30,000 kilometers over a year. Yes, uh, roughly. Why did you make that decision and, you know, what was behind it? Well, it was a bit of an, of an I suppose, a random decision to, uh, to create a disruption in our lives, to try and uh, just travel a different path. We'd been on a career race for, for years. We're well settled in, uh, in Asia, leading comfortable lives and uh, felt we needed a bit of a disruption. Uh, and also, candidly, uh, both Laura and I uh, didn't grow up in privilege, and we felt that we wanted to give our children an experience of, uh, of life without, you know, sort of the pampered privileges you get uh, as an expat in Asia. Mm. And Laura, you are, uh, you know, a mum that probably, a bit of a tiger mum, probably like a lot of Singaporeans. I wish I could say that I'm a tiger <laughs> mum, but I'm not. <laughs> okay, I, I, I'll take that back then. But uh, what was your thought process about taking the kids out of school and going to Africa when, you know, Andre d- was talking about this with you? Well, first of all, it was something that we wanted to do as a family. Of course, I was a little bit apprehensive when it was finally happening. I bet. Um, families and friends were, are you guys mad? You're going to pull your kids out of school? Your husband's going to quit his job? But finally, we kind of you know, thought if we don't do it now, we probably will never do it. Kids are growing up fast. So they were like 12 and 14? There were the no, 10, 10 and... Well, 11 going 11, 13. 11 13, okay. Yeah. So yeah. just that kind of, uh, I guess, before it started to get pretty serious Exactly, school. before they enter high school. So we thought that was a good break mm. to do the trip. And how do you plan a trip like that, Andre? Uh, gosh, uh, a lot of research. So I spent uh, probably a year poring over guidebooks, talking to, uh, to every possible contact out in Africa. And interestingly, when you work on that sort of uh, trip, people get engaged. So uh, we got contacts from friends of friends of friends. Anyone who had a connection with Africa and who could help uh, actually uh, came to talk to us. And, uh, and so, yeah, we put together sort of a rough itinerary, lots of flexibility, but yeah, tons of research. Mm. And the countries that you went to and, uh, you know, kind of the experiences that you had. Can you give us an overview about where you traveled and what you saw? We traveled through 14 countries. Obviously, we tried to pick countries that wouldn't be uh, dangerous at war and, uh, you know, with major diseases, etc. So 14 countries, starting in Kenya, spent uh, uh, quite a few months in East Africa. So Kenya, Tanzania, Rwanda, Uganda. We then uh, flew across to West Africa and then spent some time in Benin, Togo, Ghana, 
Cameroon, the Congo, went on from there, went on to, to Ethiopia, uh, where we spent five or six uh, fabulous weeks and, uh, and then spent the rest of our trip in southern Africa, so Namibia, Zimbabwe, uh, a bit of Botswana. Mm. Uh, so really all over the place. And my, my best memories of it is, is, of, is of often being the only outsiders in communities. We, we purposely tried to find, uh, to travel on back roads and not, not be in the sort of uh, tourist uh, hotspots. And so very often we were the only outsiders and, and that was quite special. I bet with our power couple, Andre Cohen and Laura Young, who uh, went on a 30,000 kilometer one year family trip a few years ago. They've written a book about it, An African Odyssey. I mean, in Singapore, safety is paramount, Laura, isn't it? Uh, How concerned were you about how safe this was going to be? And what was the way the day would kind of uh, unfold? And how would you be traveling around and that kind of stuff? Well, I was very concerned about the health aspects. Uh, knowing that we're going to go to places where perhaps good medical care are going to be difficult to come by. So I armed myself. We have a suitcase of supplements, nutrients, and medicine. Mm. And, of course, we took a lot of vaccinations before the trip. So we're very, very mindful. We try to be careful of what we eat, what we drink. And uh, generally, I would say, thank God we were safe. And no one got sick? Well, only one case of bad gastroenteritis, and you can catch gastroenteritis in Singapore as well. Indeed, so in three hundred days, in hawker centers, yeah, exactly. Right? So only one case of gastro. Wow! And so who was that? I think we were very blessed. It was Enoch, mm. our younger son. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And you were saying off air that your your kids were really involved with the whole process, and they were actually doing little maps and things like that. Tell us about that. Well, basically, what we want them to do is at the end of every day. They have to read. They have to write their journal. And so when we finish the day, we go back to the lodge. They will sit down and then they will write in their diary what they saw that day. And we will talk to them. You know, what do they feel? What what interests them? Any questions that they have? So we all have our diary writing time. Mm. And I think that was important. So Enoch, our younger one, he was 10 going 11, and he loved to draw at that point. And he basically... He didn't have a camera, so he would come back to the lodge and he would draw with his mind's eye. And his little doodles is now in the back cover or the front cover of the book. Yeah, I'm just opening up now and I can see all the countries and the lovely doodles here. The route map, 30,000 kilometers between August 2013 and June 2014. So looking back, it's a few years now. um, How do you think it's changed them and, and helped your kids? You know, it's hard to tell. I, I can tell you how it's changed Laura and I because, you know, you live for 300 days in, uh, you know, exposed to people who live in extreme poverty, who are incredibly resourceful to um, just get by in life and uh, look after their families. And uh, and it gives you an incredible sense of perspective that, that uh, the risks we think we're taking in, in a modern civilized society are infinitely small compared to, to what a lot of people go through in life. So I think it's made us a lot, you know, a lot less risk averse, more willing to, to try new things. It's, I think it's allowed us to live more in the moment. For our kids, you know, the amazing thing is uh, during the trip, I think they were so much more resilient than we were. I mean, there were places we'd, we'd get to and Laura and I would look around and say, how can we even spend a night here? <laughs> really the depths of despair. Right. You and want to boys, close your eyes, <laughs> not looked around too much. Right, right. And the boys were like, within 10 minutes, they would have recovered. They'd be running around and laughing. Mm. But, you know, at the same time, we came back from that trip after 300 days and 
I guess you and I were, were in uh, we we were in that sort of hangover phase where yeah, we sort of disoriented. Mm. And the boys, yeah. within sort of a week, they'd recovered. They were back to their video games and their friends. So yeah, it's it's really hard to know how it's impacted them in a in a you know fundamental way. Shows you how resilient and yes. kids are, and they you know, they can adapt to things. With Andre Cohen, he is a CEO and brand builder, and Laura Young, super mum, who went on an African odyssey, three hundred days on the back roads of Africa. They're our power couple here on Money FM. So let's talk more about your you guys. You know your family dynamics. You know post that trip. And, you know, raising kids here in Singapore. And, you know, how easy has it been, Laura, to get back to the grind, you know, after that incredible um, journey that you've had? Or was it pretty, you know, you mentioned eventually for you and you know, the kids were quicker than you to adapt. But uh, when you say now getting back to the normal life, I guess it's, it's all pretty regular now. Um, when we first came back to Singapore after that trip, uh, it was a pretty hectic year. Mm. First, we have to settle uh, living in Singapore. We rented our house out while we were away, so we had to set up the place. Um, the boys have to go back to school, so after a year without school, mm. that was pretty challenging, I think, for them. For Andre and I, I guess we sort of uh, went back to doing the usual daily life. I felt a little bit overwhelmed, I must say. I think you probably felt the same as well. But what, half a year later, he immediately went back to his um, professional role. Mm. So I guess we sort of uh, bounced back quite quickly. But Africa is always at the back of our minds and we've been returning every year. I suppose what these trips do to you is they leave you. I mean, you've got that sense of freedom and living in the moment and living outside of sort of the, the plans of modern life. and. Mm. Uh, and I've, uh, so I went back to, to a senior role in the corporate world after, after that, um, uh, that experience. And uh, I, I've had this nagging sense of insatisfaction. Nothing, nothing mm. sort of measures up to mm. that year. And mm. so it changes you for the better, but it also leaves you sort of aware of a, you know, another aspect of life that, uh, that you're missing out on, really. Mm. Yeah. And of course, you know, you being uh, bilingual with your French and English, I guess that helped you uh, traveling through parts of Africa that, you know, any, any stories that stand out when you were trying to communicate or that you <laughs> came, came from face to face with people that were very primitive and you really opened your eyes? Yeah, well, Laura picked up quite a bit of Swahili, so she was good at sort of fending off the touts, I guess. Oh, I've forgotten most but, of them um, now. <laughs> wow, yeah, because you're good at language. I, I, we talked off air about, you know, Cantonese and Mandarin and probably you have Hokkien and other dialects too. Uh, I speak Japanese. And Japanese yeah. as well, wow, yeah. and a bit of French here and there. So, you know, that kind of stuff of, you know, trying to get to speak to people in Swahili and some of the adventures that you had, anything you could share? I think maybe Andre could elaborate that part, especially for West Africa. I think there was really interesting culture where the Franco-Africans and yeah, so certainly in Francophone Af yeah. West Africa, yeah. it's uh, they, they they speak French, the most classical French I've ever heard. So it's uh, it, it did give us access that we may not have had without it. Um, so for example, meeting uh, as I said, we were often the only outsiders in communities, mm. and so we we got we got to meet you know kings and sorcerers and whatnot uh, as we visited uh, sort of the back. 
I suppose, the backcountry of Benin, Togo, and uh, yeah. being, being able to communicate with them in French was was yeah. uh, was the only way we could have done it because there, there's no English over there, and obviously we don't speak their mm. local dialect. So uh, so that gave us access, I suppose. Mm. Yeah, and their their French, you say, is classic French. It's like a bit like old fashioned French that I hear. Right? Yeah, it puts me to shame actually to hear them <laughs> speak French better than I do. So it's very colourful, is it? Uh, and you know, lots of uh, beautiful phrases and things. Yeah, no, it's like like uh, the French of I don't know of uh, Victor Hugo or Moliere. Mm. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, when we look at uh, the kind of thing that you've done, would you recommend it to other Singaporeans to try and bring families closer together? Is it something that you say, look, do it, just do it without thinking, Lauren? What would you say? Having a year, spending it really only with your family, really bring your families really close. Looking back, we really enjoy spending those days with the boys. Of course, I think if there's an opportunity for any family to do something like this, I would highly recommend it because, yes, it's a bit daunting to mm. pull your kids out for a year from school. And given the Singapore education system, it's probably harder because we were living in Hong Kong then. Mm. Despite that, if you think about it, a year, you know, it's, it's kind of a minute frame of time, mm. you know, in a grander scheme of things. Yes. So I think you should go and explore it. I would recommend it. Andre, how do people uh, get this book? How do they reach out? And because um, it's a fascinating book, I love the pictures, especially you know some of the ones of you and the family and, and with tribes and all that sort of thing. And <laughs> right, it's just it's wonderful. So t- two ways um, you can get it from our uh, publishers uh, directly. So uh, on uh, their website, so www.rewind-media.com. Uh, so Rewind Media, the publishers, and uh, you can find it in the Kindle store uh, on uh, on Amazon. So that if you just uh, sort of search uh, uh, an African Odyssey, 300 days on the back roads of Africa, Andre Pico, and you'll, uh, you'll get to the book. Wonderful. So a digital edition. So you think there's any chance, Laura, that your boys will end up in Africa one day, maybe working or, uh, you know, have they got a taste for it? I think it's, there is definitely a possibility. And I think the fact that they have been to 14 countries when they were young, it makes them feel less sort of alienated. You know, they're familiar with the environment. They're familiar. It's in their blood, I think. It's in their blood. And, you know, it's like to them, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, they know the geography. We used to sort of grill them on capitals of the countries. So I think it's, it's, I think they will. So the long trip to Jurong doesn't seem so daunting now. (laughs) 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 Well, I'd really like to thank our power couple, Andre Cohen. He's a CEO and brand builder and his wife, Laura Young, super mum, power couple on their new book about a 30,000 kilometer one year family trip to Africa. The book is called An African Odyssey. Do check it out, guys. Thank you so much for uh, sharing. Pleasure. Thank you for having us.